You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Uh, my beautiful wife, Anna Tigre, is my uh, guest host today. Are you the host, the guest host? What are you, I don't know. Are I you interviewing know me you, today? Or? You kicked me out yesterday for Mark. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's got a pretty good pedigree, Anna. I, think that was a, I, yeah. I don't think that was a bad decision. I don't so. know if Mark was massaging your shoulders this morning. So. <laughs> well, I would hope not. <laughs> I think okay. I should always be before uh, Mark. I want to throw up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's a cool guy. I mean, it was great, great of him to take some time um, and and do the podcast. I we've been buddies out for my microphone. Sorry, I, know I saw that. <laughs> uh, we've been buddies for a long time, like fourteen years or something like. That. I think it's fourteen years. We've been friends. I know when I met you, already you were you were friends with him. Yeah, yeah. I did a story on him. He was in the. I mean, I, I did this podcast yesterday. Um, the guest was Mark Smith. Mark, you can go listen. Okay, we're not going to spend any time today talking about Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a really fantastic guy, and he's a guy that's done so many things in his life. Like just one of the things he's done. If yeah. you were to pick any one of those things, it's like, wow, you did that, right. and he's done all these things. He was, you know, an Air Makes Force. Makes it look easy. <laughs> yeah, he went to the Air Force Academy. You know, he grew up in Southwest D.C., which at a time when D.C. was the murder capital of the world, mm -hmm. you know, and, and all that gang stuff, all that was going on around them, you yeah. know, but his parents just raised him in a way that uh, he didn't get involved in all that bad stuff. He's African-American. Mm -hmm. um, got selected to go to uh, the Air Force Academy, which is a really hard thing to do. You have to get either a presidential recommend or a congressional or a, oh, or a senate yeah, recommend I know. It's, it's a hard big deal. yeah it's yeah hard. and then he graduated from there became a fighter pilot you know uh served three combat tours overseas in the middle east uh came back as a flight instructor got chosen to be a thunderbird pilot from there uh, got in became a white house fellow and was chosen to work with the director of nasa for a year and and then came back and and was the one of the instructors for the what they call the aggressor We're squadron. We're having another here. show about Mark. Well, it's just Mark's a fantastic <laughs> guy. I have a point. I have a point at the end of this. Okay, and I'm uh, gonna go have a nap. And now he's a Southwest pilot, and he's a referee. If you ever watch UFC, you'll probably see Mark on TV refereeing the fights. And so, and so this guy is just done. And there's a there's a there's a lead up. This is a lead up. This is mm -hmm. a segue into something. Sure. And Mark is a guy that, uh, you know, we talked about it, and really it's just an eth a work ethic, and it's a way of doing things, and it's a way of taking responsibility for things and not doing the easy things or the comfortable things, but setting the bar high. And so if you aim for 100% of your capabilities, if you aim for 80, you'll hit it, and then you'll think 80 is the best you can ever do. But if you aim for 100... Mm -hmm you're going to start hitting 100 consistently. And then the 100 now can get bumped up higher and you get better and better. And then you get a guy like Mark that just everything he touches is, uh, you know, exceptional, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he does it at the highest level. Right. And, and, uh, and, and so today we were going to talk about you and I in business. <laughs> and, uh, but the show is wrapped up with talking about Mark again. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Mark is a great example of a guy that thinks like I do. And it's just, and why would you, you want to do anything halfway? And do you think that he would be great at working with his wife? I mean, ex-wife now. No, and this is the thing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, people have talked, a lot of people have talked to us about what's it like to work with your spouse. And and we have, I mean, we were working together before, you we know. We were even well, dating. Well, before we were even <laughs> friends. We yeah. didn't, you know, I, I was shooting your clothing uh, for our Oxygen magazine, uh, right. using the clothing when I was doing Oxygen magazine shoots. Mm-hmm. And then we became friends. And, and for a while I was your trainer. And then, and then long time after that we started dating and then a much longer time after that we actually got married and and but the whole time we've been working together at some level or another yep. in your business in your clothing business and in uh i, w- I was a makeup oh, artist right. when you right, have right. your model team and and a model of the team for a little while and we work on podcasts together before we had the right. the radio show we used to call right um and, 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 like, we've done so many projects together. And so a lot together. of people have asked, like, what's that like? Is that not difficult? Does it not, not make it difficult for a marriage? And yeah, yeah God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I, Don't ever do it. If you're, if you're thinking of getting in business with that. your spouse, yeah. <laughs> go bang your head against the wall. <laughs> it will hurt less. <laughs> no, it's just it's, um, it has been so much work to actually to separate the two because... That is the problem when you go to work and you have your work problems mm-hmm. and then you come home. Usually you go to your husband or your wife and you bitch about, right. you know, the people at work or whatever is happening. But when you have your own problems at work with your spouse and then you come you can't home, go home and complain about your husband. No. To your husband. Well, you could, you but could. it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you you might get a sympathetic ear. Just try it sometime. In, in a... On a positive note, it makes it so we have to actually resolve those problems yeah. so we can move forward, you know, in our in our family life. So um, and I, I think you admitting you're wrong all of the time is a, <laughs> is probably the most effective way to, to resolve those things. You know what? I am never one to say I'm right when I'm wrong. I just happen to be right a lot. <laughs> and therein lies the problem, folks. <laughs> no, it's, uh, we, we've had to work through a lot of these things. And I think in many respects, it's made our marriage better. But in order for it to be a better marriage, we have had to... You, you can't, you can't run... It's just a lot of work. I have more of a background in business and I have more of a background working in larger organizations and working on teams and things like that. And for you, you know, you basically have been. Wor- I haven't worked in a corporate setting. Yes. No. And you've, you've been an entrepreneur basically since my, my whole life. Yeah. Your whole life. And so it's always just been you. You're the only one that you really have to talk to. And. And. Uh, and so that I think is one of the greatest frustrations <laughs> is that you know, just trying to get a conversation that is meaningful to make and making decisions together and things like that. So that, I think that's one of our issues Mm -hmm. is just, uh, that conversation. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, it will be different things for different people. But, um, I remember a long, long, long time ago, uh, actually a friend of mine, she's like, don't ever work with your spouse. Right. She told me, you know, and she and her, I don't know if they ever got married, but they were dating for like 15 years. So her significant other, um, they had an extremely successful business. Um, and it was their undoing? It, 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 I don't, you know, I don't know that they broke up, but they, they would have like 
horrible, horrible fights yeah. just because, and she, that's what she always said. She's like, it's all because of the stress from work. The nice in thing our, about she's you. She's like, in our, in our private life, we don't really have problems. Right. You the know? nice thing about you and I, I think, is that we don't have horrible fights. That's true. You know, we listen to each other. Uh, the hard thing, the hard thing always is, is having a mirror stuck up in front of our faces and, f and finding out that we're coming up short. Yeah, nobody and, likes and that. No, nobody likes that. And the thing of it is, is uh, you know, how, my problem is, is how do you do that, and then at five o'clock go home and you know, hand you a flower and you know, tug on your panties and expect that anything fun's going to happen that night. <laughs> I'm just getting right to the point. No, but yeah. I mean, the thing of it is, is that that doesn't go away. It's not like 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 the thing of it is, is what I learned a long, long time ago in business is I'm not a numbers guy. So I want one of those nerdy, just geeky accountants that just drive you nuts. <laughs> just put a whole lot of people in a box. <laughs> right. But you know what I'm saying? I want the geekiest, nerdiest guy, the guy that will not do any of the things that I like to do uh -huh. or talk about any of the things I like to talk about. I want him being my accountant because right. he's just hyper-focused on numbers. And I'm so not a numbers guy. Yep. And so I would hire that guy because he's so different from me because what he's going to do is he's not going to tell me I'm doing everything right. He's going to tell me everything I'm doing wrong so I can get better and the business can be better. Sure. But if that's your spouse... That transfers no matter, you know, people say, oh, it's just business and this is our personal life. There's no such thing. Right. It's a relationship you have with somebody. <laughs> Sorry. You still got that cough. I know. It won't go away. It's just Thanks, Jesse. Maybe. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> but uh, it, it just doesn't go away. You don't just come home and like, you know, like that cartoon when I was a kid where they, you know, punch the clock, the wolf and the... And the and the the dog, the sheep dog, you know, you see, they punch their hey, morning Ralph, you know that thing. If you haven't seen it, whatever. <laughs> and then they don't chase. But each the other. point is, is you don't just disconnect from that relationship, and all of a sudden it becomes a completely different relationship. Right, you have to work through whatever it is. And it's that hard sometimes when we up. have bad days and we have big problems that we have to resolve, and we're not on the same page. You know that that transfers over, and it just makes for <laughs> a chilly night. You know what I mean? And you don't want to spend your whole night talking about it, too. So you just kind of, okay, we're not going to talk about it now. We've talked it out. We've talked for <laughs> 10 hours. Right. You know, let's just go on and, and you know, but we sit and we'll think about it, you no, know? Right. And, and so those it becomes... Are, those are the hard days, you know. Uh, there are many, many, many positives. I think there's way more positives, and that's the thing. Right. This is what I always tell everybody. You know, it's like when we were going to get, we were going to have foster kids, you right. know? Let's go to Target and look at baby clothes. I'm going, what's the point of that? Like, I get it. Okay, it's fun. It's cute. But the thing of it is, is that that is not preparing for a baby is going shopping for a baby. No. That's the fun stuff. Right. What are you going to do when you're sick, your husband's sick, the baby's sick, there's crap everywhere and puke everywhere and it's two in the morning and nobody slept for three days and, yeah. you know. How are you going to deal with that day? How is Target going to save you then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would write Target a letter. <laughs> sure, you Anna's have Anna's giving me clothes. the gears now because that's <laughs> something I would have said to her. But you understand what I mean? You prepare for the worst days, not the best days. Right. Because if you prepare for the best days, you don't have to prepare for them. You just enjoy them. But yeah. the worst days are the ones when you have to dig into your toolbox and go, okay, I can't have a normal reaction that I always have to this thing. I can't get angry and cuss somebody out. I can't just get I up and walk fire away. Him. I can't fire them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, I got that. I got the shot. But, but anyway. No, because. <laughs> you said him. 
I did because you're a male. You would say I can fire her. No, I would say him because I'm trying to be fair to you. And see, that's the difference between. Oh you. my gosh! <laughs> see, I'm the angel here. You are. That's are what you? you fail to see. But but the truth is, is that uh, yeah, you can't do that. You have to work it out. You have to work it out, right? Or you're going to end up in a divorce. The business fails. You lose everything. Right. Over what? What color we're going to make the tights next time? Like, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? Or how many we're going to make? How many smalls we should have? You know? Right. So, so the thing is, is, you know, to your credit, you are able to look at things in an analytical way, yet still be very emotional and passionate. You are a Latin woman. But you don't have to so win every time. And you have taught me to be better at that, at just realizing I don't have to win every time because it's not about winning. You can be right all day long and you'll be alone. Or you can solve the problem. Most right. people get into a conflict and they want to be right. Yes. But it's more important to solve the problem. Those are called lawyers. <laughs> Don't get me started on lawyers. You know? <laughs> but uh, no, there's nothing wrong with lawyers. It's a great profession. <laughs> we love you, lawyers. Yeah, we love you, lawyers. <laughs> Go, lawyers. But uh, you, have to, you have to learn to resolve the problem and, and not be right. And that's, that's what I maintain. I, I think you also have to learn to, as much as you can, set those things aside for the next day and be able to come home uh, disconnect f from the office life, from those problems, and say, okay, we have another meeting tomorrow at 8. I'm not going to waste... Let's pick that up again tomorrow Yeah, eight. I'm not going to waste a whole evening, a whole night and being upset, you know, because well, this, is, this is how I do it anyway. I look at it like, okay, why am I upset? Whatever this happened. Okay, but... How does how do I feel about this person? Do I still want to be married to him? Do I still want to have a life? Do I still want to be happy? Yes, yes, yes. Well, then you're just wasting time. Time, you it's know, you will solve that problem. And this is the thing in business when when you live your personal life. Well, I, I got a couple things to say about that. But when you live your personal life, um, you know, you can hold grudges, and I don't advise it. I think it's a bad idea. Right. But you can't in a business environment and not in a business environment that is busy and dynamic like ours is right where there's so much stuff coming at us you can't afford to stand there and lay down in the middle of five lanes of traffic and and pout because you didn't get your way no you have to pick yourself up and in my my approach to this and this has always been my approach in business is that emotion should not come into the equation it's a business thing Right. Okay. And so what you do is you, in, in our business, we have made a decision over who is going to make the ultimate decision on everything. Right. And then our job then, each of us, is to provide that decision-making person with the best information possible so they can make the best decision possible. Right. We're not always going to agree with the decision. Right. But if you disagree with the decision, either the, the, then, then you have to say, did I choose the wrong decision-maker? Should right. we get rid of the decision maker because they're making bad decisions? Or is just this something I don't agree with? 
Let's roll with it. Like and then in what any we do business th- environment. Right. 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 And and this is the thing. Like like when I always think back to my SWAT days because this is probably one of the best examples of a good, healthy working team. And what would happen is we would, you know, if we got called out to something, we'd get called into the office. We'd go into a room and the detectives would give us whatever intelligence they had on this thing. The detectives would leave and just we would be there. And then all of the team members and the, and the team leader would sit there and we'd talk about how we're going to approach this issue. And then ultimately the team leader, after all that input, the team leader made a decision. And whatever that decision was, whether you agreed or didn't agree, when you walked out of that room, you were 100% committed to that thing. Right. Okay. And you didn't carry any personal feelings about it. And then whatever happened, happened. And then after we would come back after the operation, we'd come back, we'd sit in a room again, and then we'd debrief and talk about what can we do better. And it was never a finger pointing thing. Mm -hmm. It was always, what can we do better? And... And for our business, if I would give anybody any advice, it would be that, is follow that model. Because for us, when we do that, that's when things work the best. Right. And then that way, mistakes are not your mistake or my mistake. They're our mistake. Yep. Right? And then, uh, and then also, if we're worried if something is a high-risk thing, we just don't gamble as much on it. Right. You know, but when you start letting egos get in the way, now you start in an emotion. Now you start making bad decisions because they're emotional decisions and, and they're ego driven. And that's sure. my belief about business. Right. Um, now, there are some other things that are just personality traits. And again, in business, you don't want to surround yourself by people that are identical to you in, in the way they think and do things. Um, because then you will never grow. Right. right. But when it's a husband and wife, and we've run into this problem where... We disagree on how to approach something. Right, many times. And I yeah. go at it from a business perspective. You go at it from a women's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, okay, I know somebody's going to write me a nasty letter about that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what it is is I, I'm not looking at something uh, gender specific. That's what I rely on you for. Because I'm not a woman, I don't think like a woman, and this company is for, it's about women's fitness wear, mm-hmm. right? So... I let you be the woman and I be the businessman and I make business decisions and you you give me the information that I need based on that. I don't try to be... Now, I might question you on something because I want to understand it better. But when I question it, that doesn't mean that I I believe that it's wrong or I just want to understand it better. And this is these are the things that we do. The point being, when you remove ego and, and uh, um, emotion... From the equation, business can run very, very smooth as a husband and wife. You're always going to have I problems. I think the hardest part, you know, uh, as a husband and wife, that for me, uh, it took me a long time to separate, like, the conversations. It's like we're having, like, sometimes we're having a conversation about our day or whatever it is, and then something about business pops up, mm-hmm. and we start talking about that. And how my brain works, I'm still on family mode. Right. So now we disagree with something and now things get heated because if we were talking about something family oriented, you know, the approach would be different. And I don't necessarily go to that business mode where no emotions is just, you know, black or white, you know, no gray area. And... And I think that's what took me a long time and that's to be diff- able to say, okay, hold on. Let's, this is going to be a meeting now. You know, let's set aside like Terry and Anna in our Saturday afternoon 
And we need, and that's what we started doing. Well, what like, we had to start doing is is actually define a time as a business time. Right. And we don't have business conversations. Uh, you guys are going to think this is ridiculous, <laughs> but basically we have been for years a, t- a two-person operation. Now we've got employees, but uh, from a, a management team, it's just two of us. And we do virtually everything that is being done by us or an employee there, we have all done just ourselves at one point in time. We run everything from this business, webmaster, writer, photographer, fashion designer, sewer, packing orders, doing customer service, shipping, everything. It's all done by you and I. Now we have some employees to, to, uh, because of the volume. Right. But the thing is, is that we still have to function the same way. And, and what we do is we actually set meeting times, even though we're sitting across from each other. Yeah, I, and I've I've had to explain that to a lot of people. And there they think was, you're nuts. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody had a question about their photo shoot or something. Or they were they were flying out here, and I'm like, you know, I'll get back to you. I have to meet with Terry on that, uh, and we'll probably meet tomorrow morning. And they probably thought I was nuts. Like you guys yeah. live together, you can't, but you can't because. If no, you're going to bring is, up everything that comes up, that will be your life. And that that's right. where we found ourselves a little while back. We're like, we, we can't because we don't have a life anymore. Every conversation is about business, but it's right in the middle of a, the dinner middle, or driving. Yeah, whatever or we're Jesse's doing. Jesse's in the car. And it, it, it doesn't work. You know, and plus, if you don't write things down and then later it's like, oh, but you said this or you said that. And it's like. No, that doesn't work. So that has been, I think, one of the major things that we mastered. Right. And, and what we use, we use a tool. It's an app called Slack. And it's anybody in the business world has heard of it probably because it's a very widely used thing. But we use it to communicate ideas and stuff like that because because you never know when you're going to have them. Well, ideas come to me and you 24 seven. Right. We just don't talk about it 24 seven. So instead of writing it on a notepad, what we do is we use that app and we just plug it into whatever category. If it's so why are you using your fingers right now if they can't see you? Are you texting your imaginary phone? <laughs> You're putting this into Slack. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? You marry a Latin woman and now you are talking with your hands I too. never talk. I was going to say that. <laughs> I never talk with my hands before I met you. Now it's like always. You know what's funny? I, I did a Facebook Live for Blessed Bodywear and my hands were all Going a million miles an hour. Place. I know. Every I'm time. Like, I always tease you about it. I'm sitting here. Texting, it was air texting. (laughs) But we use this app called Slack, and that's how we communicate. So we put, we've got different categories for promotion, production, you know, photo shoots, whatever it is, right? And then we just put our ideas into there. And then then we have the meeting and we go through Slack and we cover all of our meeting points. But when we get the ideas, we just put them in Slack. Now, I might be sitting right beside you when I do it. Because the business idea is there, but yeah. I don't want to. But I just if want we're to, in the middle of something else. I just want to get it out of my head, get it into right. there, and then get back to the moment. Right. Right. So we can separate business and family yeah. and things like and that. And that, that we had to do that a while back, and it became even more important once we had kids because otherwise right. you have zero life. And now we No, make and you get sure nothing done. You got nothing done, but also you have no personal time. Like, remember a little while back when we decided, okay, this many times a week, we're going to sit down, you and I, and we're, we're prohibited to talk about kids or, or business. And we had nothing to say. And we had nothing. The first time around, we were like, 
Um, um, so, so how you like this coffee? <laughs> look at that paint. But, but you know what? When you start exercising that, it mm -hmm. then it all comes back. I mean, you and I have obviously a million things in common and to talk about because we have a lot of similar interests and and dreams and life goals and you know there's so many things but if you and all the things that we talked about when we were dating and married and before we had kids but if you don't exercise those things you're so used to oh did you see mm -hmm. jesse today he did this but then it becomes that that becomes their only thing in common and it's not healthy and that happened to us and and we've it had did. to go back and just go okay we got to stop ourselves we have right. to you know, there's a few things. Number one, you know, remove emotion from business decisions. Just gather your best data and then hand it to the decision maker and then live with the decision, right? right. Number two is, you know, compartmentalize business, compartmentalize business so that you can just deal with it, get it out of the way. Business is nothing but a series of problems and solutions. That all, it's all it is. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just continual flow of problems. When you say that, it's so simple. But, it, but, but when but those problems is. show up, I just, I don't like them. I, I know. <laughs> that's why I usually deal with them. But, I don't like them. But that's just it. It's just a series. It's just a constant flow of problems. And you have to come up with solutions to those problems. And so you can do that intensely for, you know, eight, ten hours a day. But then you have to stop and you got to rest. And then you've got, you've got to get back to why am I doing this? And the why is your loved ones, your family, and because you have outside interests. Right. And so you have to spend time. And this is something we stopped doing is it was just all we were doing as kids in work. We weren't even training for a year. Yeah. And, and so it's just, you know, you got to get back to the gym. That's very, very important. You know, going and looking at cars or jumping on my motorcycle or, you know, going diving with Randall or going hiking or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. You know, th these are things that... I have to do just to keep everything in balance because sure. if I don't kids in work become so big that it takes over my whole life. It's like for me, you know, the, um, the other day we had a photo shoot and I actually, you took the time to, you know, you took Jesse to school and I got my makeup done and it was, um, it was just such an amazing feeling to get back to that and maybe not do it as often as I used to, but it felt like, you know, oh, this is a part of me that I haven't been honoring, you know. For and a year. so for a year, yeah, exactly. And so I didn't even realize until we actually did that to take the time to do the photo shoot how much I was off balance. Yeah. And that brought me back to to center, you know, and it's the same a thing. And the thing is, is if you're working at a job or running the business and I wasn't involved, yeah. I swear our life wouldn't be like that. Right. Because there's an obligation then to come home and leave work where it is and have your home life. Yeah. But when we both come home, we're empathetic to each other, so we don't insist that we yeah. leave work at work anymore. Right. You know, and the yeah. other part of it is, is just too easy that day. Okay, Jess is in bed. Okay, let's plan out tomorrow and let's do this and this. And okay, what are we going to do about this? And yeah. oh, guess what? I just checked on this and this happened. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, that temptation's always there, yeah. but it's really, really important. Uh, and it's, I know how, hard, I've been an entrepreneur since, entrepreneur yeah. since the 80s. Right. And I know how hard it is to just 
shut it off. Right. But if you don't shut it off, it will destroy your health. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your life. Absolutely. And it ultimately will destroy your business. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, because it, it, you started a business with the purpose of serving others or whatever your pur- purpose is. But um, Some people do it because they want to be their own boss and have they can work whenever they want. Right. <laughs> What a big lie. Don't buy You can work that whenever you want BS. between 5 in the morning yeah. and 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Anytime you want, yeah. as long as you put in that many hours. You can work your 16, <laughs> 20 hours whenever yeah. you want to in your day. That's one of the things that I always laugh about when people post about multi-levels. Um, oh, all you got to do is... All you got to do, you know, you can work from home a few hours a day and... Let's be honest, and I'm not knocking on anybody's business at all. This is all I have to say. The people in the multi-level that are very successful, they are putting on An all the hours, yes. all day, seven days a week, or it's at a least... It's business like any other business. And, like, and business, if you want to be yeah. successful in business... You have to. For the first five years, mm-hmm. don't expect weekends off. Don't expect vacations every year. Don't expect, you know, right. just expect to work your tail off. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the vast majority is 90-some percent of new business people fail in the first year is because right. of that. They, th- they think it's going to be a 40-hour-a-week job or less. Yep. And they get, real, you know, they get stampeded. It's, mm-hmm. it's a full-time, 24-hour thing. But you have to take, you know, we've learned that you can, you know, for many years I did that. I took, I took one day off every year and that was Christmas day. And I worked every other day of the year. I remember that was when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. I worked every other day of the year. I know. And I was successful. But the thing of it is, is that my, my health was in the toilet. Yep. Uh, I wasn't happy. I wasn't, you know, just nothing else was, was going right. Just kind of autopilot. Right. And, and since then. I've done, I think, greater things, more fascinating things, things I'm more proud of. Right. And we take time off now. There's yeah. times when we'll take a couple days off in a row. Right. You know? That's one thing that I've learned. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm, you know, this is, if I have things to do, I can't stop until I get them done. But I found that. But there's never, there's, it there's never, never ends. It never ends, yes. But what i found out is that sometimes taking that day off turning off my phone you better you know you come back and you're way more productive mm-hmm. so when i when i start seeing you know my creativity and my productivity start to slow down i know i need to just shut out the world the minute your energy starts to drop that's what that's my marker is when my energy starts to drop okay yeah. time to shut it off and for me because it's it used to be something I was really emotionally attached to, mm-hmm. but I'm not anymore. It's yeah. just, you know, I, I want to live. I want to spend time with, with my foster son. I want to spend time with my wife. Yeah. I want to spend time honoring my creative, the creative side of myself, right? Yeah. And so that doesn't always mean going and shooting pictures. It means studying tutorials and taking courses. And, you know, it's just a constant thing for me, right? Now, that's also work, but to me, it's... It's not. That's what I love to do, right? Yeah. It's not like sitting there making decisions. And and so it's just you, you have to have that balance. And if you don't have that balance, you're not going to be successful in the long run. Yeah. And you just have to realize that contrary to what everybody will tell you out there, this takes time. 
He does. He you know, takes you time don't, and You don't get commitment. rich in your first year. You don't get rich in three months, you know, right. no matter what, what the testimonials say on the, the guy that's selling the How to Get Rich book. You get rich by writing a How to Get Rich book and <laughs> yes. convincing people that you can do it in a week, you know? Right. It's like, it's like getting skinny, you know, the, what we used to do in the magazines all the time. Same is, thing. You know, get abs in eight weeks, you know? Yep. Like, if you don't have abs to start with, you're not going to have abs in eight weeks, okay? If you're fat, you're fat, and it's going to take a long time to get rid of that. Or, like, I've been training for six months, and I still haven't got my pro card. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. It's just not realistic. And, and then, in business, you know, the other thing is, um, because you see that happening, is like, that girl has only been training for six months. She just got her pro card. Right. Yeah, but she probably was an athlete before that busted her tail for many years, doing whatever sport she was doing that prepared her for now this sport. And people never look at that. They no. only look, oh, this is this is her second show. Yeah, but what brought her everybody, here? I think everybody's enamored by the, I didn't have to work for this thing, you know, and think because well, it would be easy. And the thing of it is, is it, it, it's not, first of all, it's not rewarding, okay? That, I've done things that were, I've done say, things that were yeah. tremendously easy and I can look back at them now and kick myself in the butt because I didn't understand what it was and I didn't understand the value of it and I could have done so much more with it. And so I consider those things, even though I considered them successes, I consider them failures now because I could have done so much more. And had I worked for it, right. I would have understood more what it was that I was given. Yeah. Now that I have to work for everything... I appreciate everything a great deal more, but also you gain the confidence, you gain the knowledge, you know, as we go, like we start, and I get used this analogy the other day about the lemonade stand. You know, you start a lemonade stand, so that makes you a hundred bucks a month, right? So there's some, you know, you got to figure out how many lemons you need and how much water and cups and your stand and where it's going to, that, that, that. So now you want to make more money. So you go, oh, let's put 10 lemonade stands out there. So you get 10, nine friends and you know that. So the difference between a hundred dollar a month lemonade stand and a thousand dollar a month lemonade stand is just scale, mm -hmm. and you got a few more problems. You got to deal with people and stuff like that. To go from a thousand dollar lemonade stand to a ten thousand dollar or a hundred thousand dollar lemonade business is a quantum leap, and you have to you have to mature. And I would argue that ninety nine percent of your character and how you do things has to change. Mm -hmm. Your business savvy, your skills, your you know. And, and that comes with experience, and and then you can run that company. It's not it's, it's not a linear line. Your abilities are going to dictate exactly. And so with experience, you know, you learn not to be emotional, to just look at the business and be analytical and make sound decisions and manage risk. And that's what you do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when somebody wants to quit their job, you don't lose your mind. You don't feel like they broke up with you, right? You just find somebody to replace that person, right? You not see what emotional. I mean? And that's, that's the difference, that's I think. That's the problem with Anna. I would cry and cry. <laughs> Why would she quit? But that's the awesome thing. Like, I would never, and this is the, the, one of the quandaries, is I would never want to change that. Yet, in order for us to be as successful as I believe we can be in business, you have to change that in, the, in, your, in your business life. But I would never want you to change it in your personal life. And that's, that's the sticky part, I think. Hmm. Because I can still be very emotional at home with stuff, probably too emotional sometimes because I'm a very <laughs> passionate guy, but I can be very non-emotional in business. Yeah, that's true. I used to, I used to get so upset when you became non-emotional because I thought he's always, because you are, you're so warm and, you know, emotional, passionate and like that. And then you would become super cold. And then I realized, oh, 
that's just business. Yeah, and, and I just don't want And I think that's the most important part is just, uh, I, that's one thing that for me, I really don't take that personally. You know, once I figure that out, like once we discussed it and um, it's like, no, this is, this is business. And then when this is wrapped up, it, it, we don't carry that through. And I think that's the only way. If, if you, whoever is listening, if you need to work with your spouse and, mm-hmm. you, and you are set on it, or you already, maybe you already are working with your spouse and you guys are having trouble. Anna, I've had, I've had I think, three conversations in the last couple months with people that are, how do you guys do it? Because we're trying to do it and it's it's not working well and it's starting to affect our marriage. Yeah. And what do I do? Do I get out of the business? But if I do, the business fails and what do I do? Right. Yeah. And so for me, I like there's there's a guy by the name of Don Foreman and Don is, uh, you know, an acquaintance that owns car lots here in Vegas. And he's he, he made a, a quote that sticks with me all the time. And, and what it was is people, his management people will come in for a meeting and they'd sit there and they'd burn up 15 minutes of his day saying, okay, well, Bob said this and then Mary came in and I couldn't believe she did this, but she did this. And, he, and his thing is, forget the labor, just hand me the baby. Because <laughs> he just wants to hear the problem. He'll give you a decision and then move on to the next thing. Right. He doesn't want to lay, he doesn't want to just linger over these things and he doesn't want to burn up burn himself out emotionally so he's incapable of doing his work. So he just removes emotion from the equation and just looks at everything that comes at him. He wants it presented as data and just give me the facts. I'll make a decision. Let's move on to the next thing. And that's what I do well. I'm working. I'm working on it. Right. And that's, that's that, I guess that's our problem, right? Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world because um, at the same time, it has brought us so much closer. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't know if we would be, we would be as, m- as close as we are if we either have to go to separate jobs and basically have separate lives during the day and then, you know, get back together. And I like, I. But I would miss this. Well, that's my point, you know. Because uh, because I, I also get to that. see you at your very best, and it's whatever you focus on. So I don't want to focus on the problems, because I get to see you designing clothing for women, and and I know you, and I know how much you care, and I I know how much it matters to you that women feel good about themselves, not just about the clothes, but feel good about themselves when they put on something that you make for them, and and I watch that, and and just being around that level of passion and commitment and and caring is it's so heartwarming like it just it puts color back into my life right and I would hate to miss that or hate to think that a whole bunch of other people get to see that and I never get to see it that's so sweet it's just true (laughs) (laughs) well with that I think we can wrap it up (laughs) because I'm on top of the world so hopefully that helps if you guys have any questions um you know, we've been doing this a long time, and uh, I'd be more than happy to help. If you're having troubles with your relationship or with your business or anything like that, feel free. If we can help, we'd, we'd be honored to do it. So you can reach out to Anna at com or tgoodlad at me.com, and uh, we'll help out if we can. With that, I hope you have an awesome day. God bless, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.